We thank everyone that's uh, logged on. Uh, this is uh, the Divine Nine, an introduction to African-American fraternities and sororities. That is the title of this presentation today. And first we wanna uh, introduce ourselves. Um, this presentation is with uh, Misty and myself. Uh, you know, Misty is a member of um, Delta Sigma Theta. Um, she's part of the spring 1995, the Theta Zeta chapter, Eastern Illinois, the Joliet Area South Suburban Alumni chapter. Again, my name is Phil Davis. Uh, you know, I pledged in the fall. I'm a member, proud member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, and my chapter is Epsilon Chi Sigma Alumni Chapter located in Chicago, Illinois. So right now, I just want to talk about um, the importance of brotherhood. Um, brotherhood is, you know, pretty much the essential part of um, any fraternity. It's the soul of the fraternity. Um, you know, brotherhood means to keep one's word, have integrity and always assist your brothers whenever they're uh, in a crisis of any sort. Uh, what is a fraternity? Uh, a fraternity is a group of men who are part of a brotherhood built on common goals and aspirations that make a commitment to each other's life. Uh, all of the, the crests that you see below, we're gonna speak about uh, later on in the presentation. So the importance of sisterhood. Uh, sisterhood is an association of women with things which are considered to be feminine. It is a state or relationship of being a sister or sisters. Uh, sisterhood is the quality of being sisterly. It is a society, especially a religious society of women. Uh, sisterhood is an association or unification of women in a common cause. Um, a sorority is a fellowship or association of women as for a benevolent or charitable purpose or at a college. Um, it can also be known as a body or group of women united for some common aim as to promote education, social welfare, or the arts. Um, it can also be known as a social club for female undergraduates. Um, one thing is that I always see with students is they always get the fraternity and the sorority confused. Um, so just remember fraternity is for males, sorority is for female. Sure indeed. Okay, so this is the, um, a little bit, a brief history of black Greek letter organizations. Uh, African-American students formed their own Greek fraternities and sororities to foster communal bonds and increase professional opportunities after collegiate careers, but also to provide community service to the African-American community. Uh, service and activism are central principles of Black Greek organizations. Ideas of racial uplift were prominent at the time people founded many of these organizations. The founders of Black Greek organizations created their organizations to benefit the African-American community across the United States. They would charter chapters at multiple universities, both, both nationally and internationally, to spread their mission. So now we'll break down um each of the uh, organizations by chapters. Um, so yes, you do have uh, the nine organizations, but like I said, they are um, broken down by chapters. Each national sorority and fraternity, um, they have individual chapters of their organization at different colleges and universities. So most of these um, organizations are at four-year colleges and they have 
um, undergraduate and graduate. So before I explain the chapters, I'll just talk about undergraduate student means that these are any students that have not received a four year bachelor's degree yet. So you are in college, but you have not received your bachelor's degree yet. A graduate student is any student who is um, has received their four year college degree. So for an undergraduate chapter, if you wish to be a member, you must attend a four year college and you are in the process of completing a four year degree. The service and events are provided throughout the campus community. If you would like to become a member through a graduate chapter, you must have obtained a four year bachelor's degree from a four year college and the service and events are provided throughout the surrounding community that you reside in. So the undergraduate chapters, because you're on a college campus, um, your focus is the college community. And for the graduate chapters, because you are um, pretty much, you have your degree, you're working in your community. So the services and the events are focusing on the community that you reside in. So the divine nine, the divine nine, <clears throat> are historically black Greek letter organizations that make up the National Pan-Hellenic Council. Collectively, these organizations are referred to as the Divine Nine. Each of these fraternities and sororities are rich in history, and they are simply called the Divine Nine because there are nine organizations. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, run through some of the uh, Divine Nine, uh, starting with the, the fraternities. So first, we're gonna start off with Alpha Phi Alpha. Uh, they were founded in December, on December 4th, 1906 at Cornell University in Ithaca, New York. Uh, the objectives of Alpha Phi Alpha is to stimulate the ambition of its members to prepare them for the greatest usefulness in the cause of humanity, freedom, and dignity of the, universal, of the individual, and also to encourage the highest and noblest form of manhood. Kappa Alpha Psi, uh, founded in uh, January 15th, 1911 at Indiana University uh, in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, the mission for the Kappa Alpha Psi is to provide support for their members and others in service to communities with particular emphasis on African-American communities. Omega Psi Phi was founded November 17th, 1911 at Howard University in Washington, DC. Um, Omega's uh, motto or you know, their mission is primarily manhood, scholarship, perseverance, and uplift. Those were adopted as their cardinal uh, principles. And here uh, we have you know, my, uh, my wonders band, uh, Phi Beta Sigma fraternity was founded January 9th, 1914 at Howard University in Washington, DC. Um, Phi Beta Sigma, uh, we believe in our motto is basically culture for service and service for humanity. So we're really, really big on uh, serving the community and always doing community service. IOTA Phi Theta, they were founded in September 19th, September 19th, 1963 at Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, on September 19th, 1963 at Morgan State, uh, 12 students founded what is now the nation's fifth largest predominantly African-American social service fraternity, and that is uh, IOTA Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. Okay, so now we will um, talk about the sororities. 
Um, so before we start, I just want to um, highlight that if you do notice that most of these organizations, their founding dates um, were basically between uh, like the early 1900s. So as you can imagine, an African-American student on a college campus in those days um, had a lot of different issues that they had to deal with. So you could only imagine how difficult it was to start these organizations. Um, so like I said, they were mostly founded um, in the early 1900s. So we'll start with the first sorority, which is Alpha Kappa Alpha, um, also known as AKA. They were founded January 15th, 1908 at Howard University. Um, as you guys can see here, um, their colors are salmon pink and apple green. Um, all information um, on all of these organizations can be found on their websites, as you guys see here also on these slides. Um, <clears throat> Alpha Kappa Alpha had its humble beginnings as the vision of nine college students at Howard University. Um, since then, they have flourished into a globally impactful organization of nearly 300,000 college trained members. Um, they're bound by the bonds of sisterhood and empowered by a commitment to servant leadership. Uh, both domestically and internationally. Okay, the next organization or the next sorority is Delta Sigma Theta, which is um, the organization that I am a member of. Um, Delta Sigma Theta was founded January 13, 1913, um, also at Howard University. Um, as you can see here, their colors are crimson and cream or red and white. Um, basically, Delta Sigma Theta is um, also a not private nonprofit organization whose purpose is to provide assistance and support um, through programs in the local communities um, and also internationally. Um, we have a sisterhood of more than 200,000 uh, predominantly black educated women um, and we are focusing on scholarship and service. The next organization is Zeta Phi Beta. Um, this is founded January 16, 1920, also at Howard University. Uh, their colors are royal blue and pure white. Um, I will say that the one unique thing about the sorority Zeta Phi Beta is that they are the only official um, sisters of uh, Phi Beta Sigma. Um, they have an official uh, relationship with um, the Sigmas. Um, their belief system reflects at its core the desire to provide true service, to embrace scholarship, to set a standard of sisterly, sisterly love, to define the noble concept of finer womanhood, and they've always been very active in community affairs. Okay, the next organization is Sigma Gamma Rho. Sigma Gamma Rho was founded November 12, 1922 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, their colors are royal blue and gold. Their aim is to enhance the quality of life within the community, public service, public service leadership development, and education of youth are the hallmark of the organization's programs and activities. So you can see here that um, basically all of the fraternities, all of the sororities, um, their main focus is community service, um, service to the um, local community service internationally. Um, so what it also brings you to question, why join an organization? Why join a fraternity? Why join a sorority? So here are some different reasons why one would like to join. Um, first, you can cultivate leadership skills. 
a lot of the activities um, that you do on campus or either in the community, um, you learn how to run an organization, you learn how to plan events. Um, so you will learn several different leadership skills from doing those activities. Um, you gain a sense of social identity. You learn to work with others on a team. Um, you provide community service. You gain opportunities and connections. Um, you have a diverse networking system. You are able to be able to communicate with um, all different types of people, whether it be fraternity, whether it be a sorority, whether it be um, in your career field. Um, you also are provided support and mentorship. And then also you have a sisterhood and a brotherhood. Um, I will share with you really quick the reason why I joined the organization. Um, when I went to college, I went to Eastern Illinois University. Um, I had very little knowledge of fraternities and sororities. Um, basically just, you know, watching uh, like school days, watching um, different TV shows. That's the only thing I knew about different organizations. So when I went to college, I started just kind of watching the different things that were going on campus. So when you're at a four-year college, um, a lot of the black organizations um, are the ones that host all the events. Um, they provide a lot of the service on campus. Um, so I just kind of started seeing the different activities that Delta was doing on campus. Um, also, I was assigned to a mentor um, when I first started as a freshman, and that mentor just happened to be a member of Delta Sigma Theta. So I was kind of introduced um, to the sorority um, at an early stage. And then even though I had that direct contact with Delta Sigma Theta, I still kind of, you know, watched the other organizations just to see what they were about. But it just always had a connection with Delta, and that's why um, I had an interest. And so I went ahead and uh, joined that organization. So, Phil, you want to kind of talk about why you are? Yeah, sure. Yeah, mine is, is almost similar to, to Misty's. Um, when I first went away to college, I went uh, down to Russ College, which is a HBCU uh, down in Holly Springs, Mississippi. And that's where I first got wind of, of Sigma. Uh, there was a brother there and a, a couple of brothers there uh, that, were, that were doing, they were like tutors and they did a lot on campus. And I ended up helping them uh, move this, there was a professor on campus that she needed help, you know, moving her furniture to her new new residence. And when I, I, I rode with them and they were, you know, just telling me, uh, asking me if I would be interested in learning more about Sigma. And, you know, I thought they were really, really down to earth brothers. So. Um, right before I was about to, you know, go through the process, a lot of stuff happened in between, you know, life situations. So I ended up coming back to Chicago, but I never, I still had Sigma in my heart. I always wanted to be a part of the organization because I always saw them out there uh, doing community service, you know, doing all kinds of things. So I wanted to be a part of that. And um, so uh, as, as fate will have it, I end up uh, still reconnecting with Sigma and and um, joined the alumni chapter here in Chicago, and uh, it's been it's been an awesome experience. Um, I've been you know working with Jesse Jackson, Rainbow Push Coalition. Um, you know I'm the social action chair of my chapter, uh, so a lot of it's been a lot of benefits uh, once I joined the fraternity. So um, that's my story. <laughs> and I just wanted to also add really quick um, that there is even if when it comes time for questions. Um, the one difference that we do have is that um, I 
joined the organization at the undergraduate level and uh, Phil joined at the graduate level. So we do have um, similar experiences, but at just at different levels um, of our education. Yep. All right. Okay, so I know Misty um, spoke on it a little bit, but these are the requirements for membership to any uh, BGLO. Uh, the requirements for memberships of fraternities and sororities are, are, for the most part, very similar. Uh, you have to have an adequate grade point average, uh, 2.5, 2.7 on a 4.0 scale. I mean, um, you're, you're a college-educated man, you're a college-educated woman, so that's really important. You must have had to perform some type of community service, whether it's uh, you being the, the, the uh, president of the Black Student Union or anything that you're doing on campus uh, would, be, would help. The candidate must be a student of an accredited four-year college or institution for an undergraduate chapter. Uh, if the student is applying for membership to a graduate chapter, uh, the candidate must possess a four-year degree uh, from an accredited college or institution. So these are pretty much the, um, you know, the basic requirements to, uh, for membership. And just one other thing I want to add um, to the requirements um, is that when you are at an undergraduate uh, chapter, or undergraduate college, and you are interested, you also, most of the organizations will not take you until you are a sophomore in college. You cannot come in as a freshman um, and pledge a fraternity or sorority. Um, they want you to understand that your education um, is the most important and should be your priority. So they want freshmen to be able to come in, um, get adjusted to college life, you know, make sure that your focus is education and then, you know, start thinking about joining the organization um, after your sophomore year. Well, next we're going to go over just the most common terms that are used by fraternities and sororities. Um, the first one we have is an active member. So basically an undergraduate member, um, this could also be a graduate member who has been initiated by their chapter and they have paid their local and their national dues. Um, so basically, yes, money is associated um, with the organization. Um, each organization has a different price set for um, the membership. Um, but in order to be active, you must um, have paid your dues. Um, and this is true for any, even if it's a professional organization, something that's related to your career, um, even to a for a hobby, uh, most national organizations will require you to pay some type of dues. Um, we mentioned BGLO. So if you ever hear BGLO, that's Black Greek Letter Organization. It's just a shorter term um, to say Black Greek Letter Organization. Um, FRAT. This is a term used by um, one brother in a fraternity to refer to another brother in that same fraternity. So they might not say their name. They might just say, you know, hey, FRAT. Um, intake or membership intake, um, this term, uh, the term groups used to bring new members into an organization. Um, so basically when it's time for you to um, become a member of the organization, you must um, participate in a process. And so this is called intake or membership intake. Um, a line. These are the individuals going through the membership intake process together. So for example, um, I uh, pledged my uh, sorority with 15 other people. So there were 16 of us 
um, during my year in 1995 that wanted to join the organization together. So our process was together and we were all, so our whole line, we, we did everything together. And so for my line, they actually give you names. So my line is um, called uh, DS Sweet 16. So every organization, they have a line name. So Phil, do, what was your line name? Yeah, our, my line was uh, Infinite Six and my line, my line name was Shogun Blue. Yes, so you have, so your whole line has a name and then each individual person has a their actual own line name. So my actual individual line name was Alibi. Um, neophyte or a Neo. This is a new member of the fraternity or sorority. So this is someone, um, so like I pledged my sorority in spring 1995. So I was a Neo until we brought some a new line in for the next year. That's a neophyte. A profite who is someone is someone who has been a member of the organization for a year or more. So I've been a member of my organization for 25 years. So now I'm considered a new or I'm sorry, a profite. And really I'm considered old school. So um soror. Soror is um kind of similar to frat or a sorority. Um, so basically it's a term I would use to refer to another sister in the sorority. So I would say, you know, hey, soror. Um, the yard. Um, the yard is a term used by, in, by the Black Greek letter organizations to indicate the campus. So Eastern <laughs> Illinois University, you know, you go out on campus, you go out on the yard. Um, so this is pretty much where the organizations kind of hang out um, you know, they might be, um, you know, just doing chants or doing songs and things like that, but they just call it the yard. Um, a chant, a chant is a call used by members of these organizations. Um, if you've been to step shows or if you watch different movies, you'll see that, um, usually the organizations have a chant or a call that they do, um, just kind of like a, you know, a, a greeting for their other brothers or sisters. Um, and then we also have hand signs, um, signs that are only used by the member of the organization. Um, they usually have a deep meaning to um, each individual organization. Um, so usually we'll have, it goes along with the chant. So you have a hand sign and you have a chant. And, and Misty, I just wanted to mention too, uh, I know Misty mentioned Soro. Soror, um, since Zeta Phi Beta, they're constitutionally bound to Phi Beta Sigma, and we refer to them as our Soror, and they refer to us as FRAC. So these are just some most common terms that um, you will hear, even though you may not be in an organization, if you are, if you're hanging around them, and you're having interest in these organizations, you will start to hear these different terms. So just a little information for you guys. Okay, so these are the, we're about to talk about the do's and don'ts. I'm gonna talk about the do's when seeking out membership. So whenever you start your journey on seeking out membership for any um, organization, you have to research the organization and find out as much as you can about its history, the founders, the programs and the initiatives and the mission. Um, once you've decided on the organization you have an interest in, inquire about possibly volunteering your time with the chapter at an event 
or or a community service project. So this is key. Um, you know, even even in, in my journey, uh, it's it's best to, you know, make make yourself seen. You know, so let them see your face, um, and and sincerely, you know, seek out uh, befriending some of these uh, the, the people that are in the chapter. Uh, achieve academic success. We talked about that earlier. Uh, make sure your grades are up to par and you have an adequate GPA. Uh, support the organization you choose in any and all events they host. Uh, this will allow you the opportunity to learn how the chapter operates and handles their business affairs. And also it will provide you opportunity to possibly speak with a member or members and just introduce yourself. Um, and this is definitely key, save your money, uh, because this, this is extremely important because Greek life is not cheap. <laughs> So make sure you have uh, an adequate amount of funds on reserve uh, once you uh, take that step. Okay, so now we'll discuss the don'ts when seeking out membership. Um, this probably goes more for um, students who are at an undergraduate level um, and you're on a college campus. Um, so one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to publicly advertise your interests, uh, specifically on social media, um, especially during these days, social media, um, and just, you know, on the yard on a college campus. Um, so when we say publicly advertise, you don't have to go around saying, oh, I want to be a Delta. Oh, I want to be a Sigma. And you just let the whole campus know that. Um, when you want to, deciding what organization you want to be in, that is your decision. That is something that you need to make on your own. You need to um, explore on your own. You don't need to have outside um, influences to help you to make your decision. Um, imitate calls, signs, and handshakes. This is a true sign of disrespect. So this is, I work with high school students, and these are always questions that we have, especially going on um, like college tours. Um, the signs, the handshakes, the calls, even wearing, and the next one here is wearing the Greek letters. It's something that is only for people who are in the organization to do. It's a true sign of disrespect. And the only reason why they say that is because, um, for one, there's a lot of history, um, black history behind um, the reason for all of these things. And also because you, you had to go through a process to earn the right to do these things. So we just feel like it's a sign of disrespect because someone worked hard to get to this level and so it's kind of disrespectful to have someone just come in and you know start doing these things and imitate these things if they haven't went through the process. And I always kind of um, compare it to anything that you do. Um, let's say you are um, in an honor society, um, and you know you had to work hard. You had to get you know a certain grade point average. You had to do maybe some community service to to become a member of an honor society, and someone just comes in and starts, you know, reaping the benefits that you have of being in the honor society, but they are not, they don't have the same uh, grade point average that you have and things like that. So it just kind of shows that this is something that you worked hard for and it's something that you deserve to be able to do. So everybody that works hard should be able to do this only if they go through that same process. Um, don't be interested in an organization based only on superficial reasons. Um, so don't be interested just because your favorite color is red and white. Uh, don't be interested because they step the best. You know, they run the yard on campus. Um, your friend is pledging that organization. 
Okay, please make sure that you are joining the organization because of, you know, personal reasons for yourself. Um, you know, they have the same passion that you have in providing service. Um, you know, things like that, not because they have the same, they, your, their colors are your favorite colors. Um, do not chase the organization. Getting to know the members and stalking them are two different things. So getting to know the members would be, you know, going to support the organization's events, um, volunteering with the organization. That would be getting to know them. Stalking them would be, you know, you're basically always trying to be where they're at. If on social media, you're trying to friend them, you're trying to tag yourself in everything that they do. Okay, those are things that you don't want to do. <clears throat> and I also kind of um, like to compare um, seeking out membership into a fraternity sor in sorority. I like to compare it to um, even if you're seeking a job. If you are going on a job interview, you want to be able to research the job. You want to be able to you know, find out all that you know about the organization. What is, is the focus? What is the mission of that organization? So you kind of treat it the same way as if you were seeking out membership into a fraternity or sorority. All right. Okay, so now we get to some more fun stuff. So the history of stepping. I know there's many movies out there, Stomp the Yard and all these other movies about stepping. Uh, but uh, from my research, the African gumboot dance uh, performed by dancers in boots is said to be one of stepping's biggest influences. Uh, its modern day roots began in the early 1900s when organizations of the National Pan Hell Council held Greek sings. Uh, the organizations of the NHPC use songs and dance as a call and response to uplift audiences. It has also become a way for organizations to show pride and unity in their group. So that information was coming from Ms. Veronica Hilbring from Essence Magazine. So now I wanna, we wanna share with you all uh, a video. Uh, this is a, some really old footage back in the 90s, but uh, all of the Divine Nine are actually performing in this piece. So uh, here we go. Fraternity Incorporated, the first black fraternity in history, 
Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, here's some. Here are two books uh, for further study if you want to inter if you're interested in learning more. Uh, one book uh, is uh, I have this on my shelf. It's called The Divine Nine: The History of African American Fraternities and Sororities by Lawrence C. Cross Jr. Uh, very comprehensive book. Uh, it goes into detail about each each fraternity and sorority. Uh, even even talks about the, the famous um, individuals that have actually uh, join uh, the fraternities and sororities. Another book is entitled Black Greek Letter Organizations in the 21st Century. Our fight has just begun. Uh, this book was edited by Gregory S. Parks. Uh, this book also another comprehensive piece that goes into detail about uh, each, each organization and gives uh, specifics uh, surrounding the history and how they were uh, founded and so forth. So uh, right now, uh, we want to just open it up for questions. If you all have any questions for Misty and myself. Um, I do have a question. I was wondering, um, was it harder to gain like, um, I don't want to say friends, but like brothership, I guess, when you joined after college? No, not really, um, because you know, this it's always it's still it's still a process. A lot of people think that you know, graduate chapter. I mean, graduate chapter is has is different from undergrad, but in, in a way, it's not. Um, but the one thing that I did gain uh, from the graduate chapter is that most of the brothers in in grad chapters are, you know, they're already you know established. Most of them are, are professionals. Um, you know, one one. Uh, a member of my chapter that I'm at now, uh, Brother Randy Connor. He's actually the uh, the head of the you know the water department here in the city of Chicago. Um, so you get to network uh, with a lot of uh, professional brothers, which has actually helped me. But I mean, as, as far as establishing a bond, um, you know, I still I'm still you know in contact with my line. Uh, we do a lot of things uh, outside of Sigma. Um, you know, our our, uh, our families know each other, so that's the most important part to me. And I and I didn't I didn't see that being any different from uh, going the undergraduate route. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, I have a question for both of you. Um, what would you say has been the biggest impact that joining a fraternity or a sorority has had on your life? Um, I know a lot of people say that they're like lifelong endeavors, which I believe. So what's something you would say that really impacted your life? Misty? 
You can go first. Okay. Um, uh, for myself, um, just um, a couple of things. For one, um, I don't have any sisters. Um, I just have a brother. So, um, so one thing that has truly impacted my life is being able to have, um, you know, a sisterhood. Um, yes, you have your best friends. Yes, you have, you know, family members, cousins, and things like that. But um, just someone that I can call my sister um, that has shared the same experience that I have um, shared, um, that has, you know, went through the same process. Um, that's something that has been very impactful um, for myself. Um, and then also just to be able to uh, be supported by and to see uh, other black women um, in their professional settings, um, whether it's in my career or just in any type of uh, career field. So just being able to um, see how uh, successful um, and how powerful black women can be and also, you know, to be able that they support each other. Because it's always, um, as black women, it's always a stereotype that, you know, that we always have conflict, that we're, we don't support each other. Um, so just being able to see other black women, um, you know, share something that you have shared. All right. And I think, um, thanks, Misty. And I think for me, the biggest impact would be the networking piece. Um, you know, it's, it's so profound because if we have chapters, you know, all across the United States, and I know for Sigma, we even have a chapter in in, um, in Ghana, in Africa. So it's, it's really profound that if if by chance I was ever in Africa, and I connect, I can connect with that chapter out there, or or brother or brothers out there, and um, It'll, it'll, it wouldn't be, it'll just be a, a natural occurrence. You know, hey, I'm a Sigma from, from the United States. And, you know, and, and um, you know, they would they would put me up as, a, as if I would, you know, I would do the same, I would put them up if they ever were here. Um, so the networking is key. And then just, just meeting um, so many different professionals, like the professionals that are in my chapter and learning uh, from, from the elders, from the, you know, the, the older, uh, Sigmas, hearing their stories, uh, specifically about, uh, you know, we were founded in 1914, and in 1914, it was a lot going on. I mean, you had World War One starting in Europe. Um, you know, unfortunately, during that time in 1914, you know, 51, you know, Black Americans were lynched. That's when the whole lynching thing started to happen. And, and it's funny, because a year before that, uh, Harriet Tubman died. Um, in 1913, I think March 10th. So, just being just being a part of something historic uh, is profound to me, and uh, being able to network with brothers across the United States and the globe uh, is something really monumental. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, any more questions? Uh, yes. So you mentioned something about uh, the dues and the fees. So Greek life isn't cheap. How not cheap are we talking? Okay. Missy, you wanted to take that one? So um, as far as an undergraduate chapter, um, and I can't even remember how much my dues were, um, but they, the dues at your undergraduate level are not as expensive as um, your graduate level. 
um, because you're basically just focusing on just your college campus chapter. But um, I want to say mine may have been like $700. That was like local and national dues. But that was back in, you know, 1995. So I don't know what it would be now. But basically the dues are covering um, just the fees that are needed to help um, the, the organization run. Because, you know, you're not just in it to, you know, wear the T-shirt, you know, be able to dance around the parties. It's, it's an actual organization. You actually have to run um, run the organization. You have to put events on. Um, you have to conduct business. So those dues are for to help your organization run. And um, so I spoke to our coordinator earlier this week, and I know the purpose of this was to make sure that students have the information. So I just want to ask on the opposite side of that, why do you think this information goes so unlike? Can you repeat that question? Yes. So um, I know the purpose of this meet this uh, live was to make sure that students have the information that they need to. So I wanted to know, like, why do you think the information goes so, um, like, why, why is it the information easy to get as far as publicity goes uh, when the organizations are nationwide? Okay, so you're saying, why is the information um, hard to get? Because yeah. they're, even though they are national? Right. Um, I think... Uh, mainly because of the fact that it is um, a selected, uh, you know, the, it's a selective process um, for the organization. So, um, and, be, and also, unfortunately, it's a black organization. Um, so, you know, not a lot of information is out there nationally. Um, but the, I will say that um, the majority of the organizations have been able to celebrate their 100 year celebrations. So that has been able to put out more information um, for our organizations, but um, so I, I could basically just say that it's because it is it's a selective process for these organizations, um, and you know it's a it's a black organization, so they don't get as much um, publicity as other organizations. Do we have any additional questions? Okay, if we don't have any additional questions, I would first like to thank Missy Williams and Philip Davis for an important introduction to African American Greek letter organizations. I would like to give you guys a few reminders that we have one more Black History Month event next Tuesday at 5 p.m. It is the Black Student Association Social, and that event is exclusively for students only. If you are interested in attending, before you leave the meeting, um, I will input my email directly in the chat so you can receive the inv invitation link to that particular meeting. Um, but again, I would like to thank everyone for attending today's event, and I hope that this information was very, very beneficial to you all. Thank you. Thank you all. Yes, thank you.